This is Monday Mindset with Isha Warriors, Episode 10, Demons. Aloha. My name is Ali Lothane. I've been empowering and inspiring others through yoga for over 15 years, specializing in yoga for teens. If you are ready to live life to the fullest and love it along the way, let's enjoy the journey together. This is week two of our Freedom from Depression and Anxiety series. All the podcast journal prompts, quotes, yoga routines, and bonus breath work videos are all found in one place in the team membership area, and it will be bundled for purchase when the series wraps up in a few weeks. So if you just want the series without signing up for the membership, you'll find that at the Isha Warrior Shop along with all the t-shirts, etc. Okay, so... The episode title, Demons. If you hear that and you are thinking, wow, that got dark fast, stick with me. I promise it'll all make sense eventually. In the meantime, be still. It might be the hardest thing you do today. Know that the universe has your back. You are in the palm of God's hands. If you want to know who you are, you have to look at your real self and acknowledge what you see. Naruto. Observe and process your feelings, your thoughts, your actions. Be brave enough to face your demons. You are in the palm of God's hands. Know that the universe has your back. It might be the hardest thing you do today. Be still. It's easy to sweat. I turn the temperature up in the room. You add layers of clothing on. You start to work out vigorously. Sweat comes easily. But do you have what it takes to be still? The first time I did yoga, I did not like it. I checked the clock on the wall every 10 minutes. I was just so used to doing sports, kickboxing. Oh, and here's a throwback. Step aerobics. Oh, yeah. We totally owned step equipment and did the videos. I even took a step aerobics class in college, right? I was used to moving and doing and holding my body even for short lengths of time still in yoga was so foreign to me. I felt fidgety and honestly, slightly bored. (laughs) But I couldn't deny how it made me feel and the increase of flexibility that I had in my body. So I started to go once a month. Then once a month became once a week and the rest is history. The point was I had to practice at being still. It did not and still does not come naturally for me. Don't be surprised if writing in a journal, meditating, praying, going for a walk without electronics, doing Tai Chi or yoga, different activities that help you connect mind, body, and soul feel really awkward or boring, like it's forever doing them. 
It takes practice. And most of us are totally unaccustomed to doing exercises that connect mind and body. I hear more and more about students doing mindful meditation in school, which is awesome, but it is few and far between. We live in a very attached to electronics and detached from ourselves kind of world. There are a million ways to avoid your feelings or distract you from your thoughts. Being still takes practice. I promise you, the results of peace, clarity, and renewal are worth it, though. It is the pause that refreshes. For in the stillness, we are reminded that God is, and that the universe has our back. It is in the stillness that inspiration and insight flows in. Last week, I talked to you about taking time to pause and acknowledge how you feel. I suggested starting with one emotion a day. And if you're an Isha Warriors member, you can download the journal prompt that does just that. I talked about how emotions aren't bad or good. They are teachers. And it is up to us to listen to those teachers You were encouraged to check in with yourself once a day and notice how you were feeling. Give that emotion a name. Let it speak up, right? Give it the mic. How have you been doing? Freedom from mental struggles begins with pausing and acknowledging. Those amazing tools are followed by what I'm going to talk about today, being still observing, and processing. Today, I'm going to talk specifically about observing and processing our strengths, our weaknesses, and our fears. Taking a minute to check in through journaling is a great way to practice all those principles I've introduced so far. To me, writing out my thoughts, it's just, it's easier than physically sitting still and mentally observing my thoughts. And that's why I suggest you start there. But of course, this is your journey. So pick a way to pause, acknowledge, be still, observe, and process that is honoring to you. Every night, I write in what is called a one line a day journal to reflect on what happened. I also write in a weekly creation journal in what I want to see happen in the future. I also have a cheap notepad that I sporadically do thought downloads in. That might sound like a lot. So maybe just start with a simple daily journal. The one line a day journal is the only journal I have kept up for years faithfully. It is so doable because you don't have space to write a novel. You're forced to be succinct. Miss a few days, it's easy to catch up. And it includes five years worth of days on the same page. So you can see what you were thinking and doing years ago, which for me is an incredible way to gain big picture perspective. I don't have an affiliation or anything with the company, but I just really like the product. So I will put the info in the episode notes if you're wondering what this one-a-day journal is all about. 
It doesn't have to be journaling that helps you carve out be still time. Decide today how you will practice being still in your daily life. One of my all-time favorite quotes is from a man named Robert Butera. He's the author of the book, Pure Heart of Yoga. And he said, with practice, both in yoga and in life, the external world begins to have less power over us and the internal world is more at peace. I love that quote because he uses the word practice. We can't expect to do what we've always done and not get what we've always gotten. Are you ready to start being still and creating new thought patterns, engendering new emotions and getting different results? What has been stopping you from taking time to be still up to this point? Author Ryan Holiday would suggest we are afraid of the silence. I quote, How different would the world look if people spent as much time listening to their conscience as they did to chattering broadcasts? If they could respond to the calls of their convictions as quickly as we answered the dings and rings of technology in our pockets, all this noise, all this information, all these inputs, we are afraid of the silence, he says. We are afraid of looking stupid. We're afraid of missing out. We are afraid of being the bad guy who says, nope, not interested. We'd rather make ourselves miserable than make ourselves a priority, than to be our best selves, than be still and in charge of our own information diet. I think much of what he says is true. We absolutely fear missing out. We fear not fitting in. We fear if we stop going 100 miles a minute to be still, we might fail or not get everything done on our to-do list. I would also suggest that we fear what we might see inside if we take the time to be still and truly look. I'm going to read a few lyrics from the Imagine Dragon song entitled Demons. I want to hide the truth. I want to shelter you. But with the beast inside, there's nowhere we can hide. No matter what we breed, we are still made of greed. When you feel my heat, look into my eyes. It's where my demons hide. It's where my demons hide. Don't get too close. It's dark inside. It's where my demons hide. It's where my demons hide. Remember that Naruto quote? If you want to know who you are, you have to look at your real self and acknowledge what you see. Who are you truly? Deepak Chopra has said to let go of conditioned thinking and our own perceived limitations and discover your true self, your divine worth. Because, he says, our bodies are just housing divine light. You are an incredible light full of potential and infinite worth. You are also fallible. 
and human with weaknesses. To me, the demons that are talked about in the Imagine Dragons song are our flaws, our imperfections. And we demonize these weaknesses when we try to hide them, when we feel shamed by them, when we pretend they aren't there. Like somehow we don't have any problems like everyone else does. The truth is you are both a masterpiece and a work in progress. Are you scared to see all the sides of you? What do you feel like you have to lose by admitting you are imperfect and human? Do you feel shame and guilt and ugly when you think about your weaknesses? I know so many individuals who refuse to go to couples therapy because they say the therapist is just going to tell me all the things I'm doing wrong and that I'm a horrible person or some version of that. Why, why are we so scared for someone to tell us that we are wrong? What's so bad about being wrong? Why are we like that song and we tell people don't look too close Why are we so scared people will see our imperfect parts? Are we scared that others will be disappointed in us? Perhaps we can't let go of our pride. Do you think it makes you less strong, less popular? Are you scared that if you show all the sides of you, you are less lovable? When I teach a yoga class, I often move around the class and adjust a student so their posture is in alignment to maximize the benefits and practice without injury. It's no big deal. When I attend a class, other instructors do the same for me. Most of the time when I get adjusted, I have no idea I'm out of alignment because the way I'm holding the posture feels so normal to me. But as an unbiased instructor, it is easy to spot and correct the misalignments of a practitioner. No judgment, just a correction. So you can optimize your practice. A caring, unbiased therapist or counselor is the same. They help us identify where we are out of balance, where we're out of alignment in our lives and our relationships, and give us the tools to maximize the benefits of life and practice life without injuring ourselves and others. That doesn't sound that scary, does it? Parents, if you have convinced yourself that you are juggling all the balls perfectly and putting on a good show and you never acknowledge that you could be wrong about something or that you yourself have weaknesses, You are only fooling yourself. Our kids see right through us. And if we aren't genuine with them and real about our own struggles and our own weaknesses and owning our own mistakes, one, it could perpetuate the message that it's not okay to be not okay, that they too have to be perfect and juggle all the balls and hide their imperfections. Two, they could grow up seeing us as hypocrites, lose respect for us. Three, they could stop opening up with us. 
I would suggest to you that being open to admitting being wrong, being willing to show all of our sides, what we perceive to be the good, the bad, the ugly, it makes you more lovable. It makes your relationship stronger and your kids will respect you more. Don't be scared to face your demons. Ask for help from professionals. You don't storm a castle by yourself. You bring an army. Teens, if you have convinced yourself that you are juggling all the balls perfectly and putting on a good show and you never acknowledge that you could be wrong about something or that you have weaknesses, you are only fooling yourself. Parents see right through you. Sometimes it takes us longer to admit that you are struggling. Because guess what? Your fears scare us too sometimes. So often your weaknesses are our weaknesses as well. And we are just trying to figure out the best that we can. Sometimes we're only a step ahead of you. Sometimes we're actually a step behind. And sometimes we need to call in the Calvary Because what you're going through is way above our pay grade. We have no idea what to do. What if this week we carved out time to be still and really, really sit with ourselves and see ourselves for who we really are? To write down what we perceive to be the good, the bad, the ugly, and to not be scared to be open about it with the ones that we love. We could start by listing out five of our strengths, five of our weaknesses, and five fears. Feeling afraid is totally natural. It can even be helpful in some situations. Not confronting our fears affects us emotionally, mentally, and physically. Trying to avoid our fears just makes them grow bigger. So, Maybe this is the week you are brave enough to simply write them down. My teen daughter and I had fun with this as I was preparing for this podcast. We googled what your fears say about your personality. It was actually really interesting and we laughed a bunch. I think laughter is a wonderful tool to always pull from your belt. Laughter makes heavy things lighter and our enemies less scary. Any Harry Potter fan knows that the best way to best a Bogart, and you know, for muggles that aren't familiar with Harry Potter Potter jargon, a Bogart is a shape-shifting monster that forms into your worst fear. And the Bogart must be laughed at to be destroyed. Isn't that brilliant? J.K. Rowling's, I've said it before, I'll say it again, you're genius. If you think about it, How can we equip ourselves with tools to capitalize on our strengths, fortify our weaknesses, or combat our fears if we aren't willing to face them in the first place? If we aren't willing to acknowledge, then take the time to dig deep and observe and process and understand why we do what we do and think what we think. If we don't do those things, we stay stuck in a moment and we can't get out of it. Let's let go of pride. Let's let go of fear. 
Let's laugh at the Bogarts in our life. Lighten up a little bit. Let's embrace both the masterpiece and the hot mess that makes us uniquely us. And let's do it with so much love. I believe the key to truly loving ourselves starts with being still. Getting to know who you truly are can start by acknowledging your strengths and your weaknesses and your fears. And then practice loving your strengths, your weaknesses, maybe even your fears. Again, teachers, what lessons are in those fears? Be still. It might be the hardest thing you do today. Know that the universe has your back. You are in the palm of God's hands. If you want to know who you are, you have to look at your real self and acknowledge what you see. Observe and process your feelings, your thoughts, your actions. Be brave enough to face your demons. I would just close by saying love all of you. Love your strengths and allow yourself to shine, knowing with those strengths you can do good. Love your weaknesses and allow yourself to be imperfect, knowing with those weaknesses you remain humble and teachable which are essential traits to developing your highest self. P.S. The spell to destroy a Bogart is ridiculous. Feel free to try it out next time you are facing a fear. Thanks for listening in today. Come join me and other like-minded teens in my weekly live yoga classes at ishawarriors.com. Your first week is free. So why wait another minute to increase peace in your life and feel empowered every day? See you on the mat.